have it in our minds that we should be praising God every chance we get. Why? I'm glad you asked. We talked about this before. There was never a battle that David did not win. Why? He did the most praising all the time. He danced right out of his clothes because he knew how important praise was to the Lord. But the bottom line was he never lost a battle. He never lost a battle. Why? Because he was constantly in praise. When they took the people, they took the wives and the kids, hide your kids, hide your wives. When they took the wives and the kids and ran off with them, you know what he had to do? He had to get himself together. So you know what? He had to encourage himself and get it together. Why? And it wasn't a good spot. The whole, the point of the book of Psalms is all the Psalms and the songs that that he spoke unto him. All the prayers and petitions that he brought before God. But the bottom line was they weren't in always good circumstances. That's the point. It is so easy to break dance all over the floor when everything is going good. But when it looks ugly and they said that they're going to get rid of your job and they're bringing other people on top of you and the doctor has called and told you something that you didn't want to hear and you're not feeling right and your family's going crazy and the kids are acting nuts, naturally, you're like, I wish I would praise. Lord have mercy. But nevertheless, Pastor, that is the time. That is the time to go ahead and dig deep and understand, number one, it is not about your works. That is why we were created to praise. You have a function other than the many things that you were doing. You were created to praise. God gave you a way already built on the inside of you to get out of every situation that you will ever come up against. And that is praise. That is praise. Hallelujah. You have an internal monitor. You already have something. It's like getting a turkey that has a little thermometer in it already. And when it's done and it pops out, it was already in there. You didn't have to put it in there. It was in there. It was already baking on the inside. And when it got hot enough, and then when it was cooked, and when it was done, it popped out. Your praise is already on the inside designed for you to win. But if you allow the devil to come to you with suggestions, to come to you with bad news, to come to you with things in the mail, bad reports, and you listen to them, and you listen to them, because it's not just enough, stuff's gonna come, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. My mom watched the truck the other day. She's like, I can't believe you're taking this truck. I just watched this truck. I'm like, sorry. The thing, the point was, <laughs> I would love for it to never rain like that where it's going to mess up the car. Rain's going to come. Car's going to get dirty. Thank God for car wash. So, yes, nevertheless, thank God for car wash or manual car wash, which equals mother. Um, but <laughs> either way, we would love for these things not to happen, but they're coming. But what do you do when they come? You do not shut down. You do not fold. You do not cave in. You do not quit. You do not run your mouth and speak against yourself. Because let me tell you, this is perfectly honest. When Jesus took the, the keys from the devil, the point was he was giving us back our authority. That was the whole reason. That's the mission of the cross. For complete and total restoration. You've already been restored. Hallelujah. When we sing that song, I am redeemed, yes. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You already have restoration. The point in you getting to that and understanding is, wait a minute. This was already done for me. I have to receive that this is done. Satan has no power but what you give him by shooting off the wrong thing from your mouth. From your mouth. He has deception. 
Can't do anything other than that. But you can shut that down. And let me tell you how. Well, let me tell you how it all messed up to begin with. Um, Genesis 3, 8 and 9. Get to here real quick. Come on, Bible. Where are you? And the thing is, being in the right place, I mean, you got to get, get to the word. There's no getting around it. I, I know. You're like, man, but that takes us time. Yeah, I know it takes time, but you know what? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that to be. God is trying to build you up on the inside and get you to understand um, that you have a way out. All right, and the King James said, and they heard the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God, amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called out unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Now, he's God. He knows where he is. That's not what he asked. See, he was created, we were created in God's image. We already had a relationship. Adam already had a relationship with God. The point was, in a few verses up, a um, little conversation back and forth with Eve and Adam and the devil in serpent form. And he told them to eat of the fruit from that tree. They had no business. Once they did, their relationship part was severed. The relationship part was severed. So they couldn't hear like they were supposed to. So they were separated from the Lord. Before they weren't. Adam could speak, he could name every animal, he can call it whatever he wanted. If a llama wasn't a llama, he could have called it a Cadillac and it would have been okay because he had the power to do so. It wouldn't have mattered because that's what he had, you know? He could have called it a Cadillac, good enough, and we would have been riding on one of them today. But that was the point. He had that right. He had the right to create and say whatever it is that he wanted to say with regard to that. That is the authority that God gave him. But however, when they took the time to not listen to the Lord and listen to the enemy, they did what they were told not to do. And when they ate of the fruit, they severed that relationship and separated themselves. God knew where they were. Yeah. You can go to 10, please. He said, I heard, and this is Adam. He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. Next. God said, who told you you were naked? Who told you were naked? What he's asking, he said, who you been talking to? Who have you been talking to? When we see relatives, people we haven't seen in a while, girl, I'm just going through, you don't understand, the doctor said this, that. Who you been talking to? Who you been listening to? Have you been spending time with the word? Because the word says you're already healed and they give you that stupid look. So obviously they've been listening to someone other than the Lord. They've been spending more time with the news than they have with the word, which is their way out of that situation. Who have you been listening to? Yeah. Who have you been talking to? We said it so long ago, they don't have Bible mouth. That was the reason for us saying that, meaning what they say does not make it so. The word of God makes it so. The word of God makes it so. This is why you need to spend all of your time in the word of God. There is a reason for you getting there, and I'm telling you, once you understand the word of God and the promises that were made for you, then you can get back into that place of praise. Hallelujah. The power of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. The power of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. How do you get to that point? You can only get to that point 
by spending time in and with the word of God. Because the word of God redirects. First of all, when you praise, you praise your hand, praise and lift your hands up unto the Father, you shift your focus. You shift your focus. And the point of the praise is for you to shift your focus back onto the word of God. The word of God is your promise. The word of God is your guarantee. That's what it's designed to do. Not to get you onto the problem. Because the devil can do that all day. Suggestion all day. Suggestion, suggestion. So what are you doing with your thoughts? Are you letting one thought lead you somewhere ridiculous? I told you, and I'm not sure if I share with everyone, but a new dietitian, she started in my office. And um, it was the first day there, and we are in the city of Trenton. And um, her husband's very nervous. And anyway, you hear more stuff on TV, which got him amped up. Okay, so obviously. Anyway, she left her cell phone in her lab coat. And she left at 3 o'clock. She was supposed to. I left mm, probably 4 or 5 o'clock. And the next day I came in, she says, hey, did you hear what happened? I said, mm, no. She says, yeah, my husband, um, uh, he put out an Amber Alert. I said, he put out a what? She said, yeah. I said, well, why? She says, well, I left my cell phone in my pocket. I said, and? She said, and then I went to Wegmans. I went shopping, right? And well, he didn't know where I was. So he felt that I must have been kidnapped or thrown in the ditch somewhere. So he put out an Amber Alert. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? He went from one little thing of not answering his text one time because he is an FBI agent. He immediately went to an Amber Alert in a matter of 15 minutes. I'm like, Lord, how mercy. He said, yeah, this is how things get ahead of you. The devil starts with one little thought, one little seed. Hmm, I wonder if, and all the wonder ifs, Start here. The next thing you know, you're anxious and worked up, and then you're here. And next thing, yes, you're pulling amber alerts and looking for Lassie to get somebody out of the well. Why? Do not go there. What are you thinking about? Consciously think about what you're thinking about. And truth be told, it should only be the word of God because that is your way of escape. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they told you. I don't care how you feel about it inside. Your way of escape, hallelujah, is to praise. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I need a new job. Lord, I thank you for my new job. Why? Because you said you would liberally supply, fill to the full all of my needs, all of my demands, and all of my occasions. Yay, you redirected the thought. That's right. You redirected the thought. Yes. Very simple. Yes. People might always, mm, you know, I woke up, my throat was sore. You know, it must be, I'm probably getting the flu. Lord, I thank you. They don't know, but I'm already healed. Crown my head to the soles of my feet, down to the marrow and sinew of my bones. Stripes of Jesus bore, I'm already healed. Y'all can cough all day long. <laughs> but I have a way out. And just thank him. The point is in praising, it gets you out of your head. When you are in there, the devil tries to mess you up. And this is the battlefield. The battlefield is between your two ears. That's it. If he can get you with suggestion, he can take you down. But why? You've got 66 books of help right here telling you how to get out of every situation. But it begins with you lifting your hands up unto the Father. Hallelujah. Psalm 102, but thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever. Thy remembrance to all generations, excuse me, thou shalt arise, have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, yea, the set time is come. In the Amplified, it says, the moment designated has come. You always have deliverance. I don't care when it is. You always have deliverance. Now is the set time. When is it? Now. When I say it, now. 
It was yours when you prayed for it. We talked about that before. I've spoken about it before. The time that I prayed for my truck, and I knew the day and the date that I prayed about it when it came up. And when I got the car and I looked in the book and everything was in there and it said the manufacturer date, it was the same month that I had prayed for it. It was mine when I prayed for it. It didn't show up the next day. It showed up many days later, but it was already mine in the spirit. Your deliverance, your healing, your job, your house, your car, restorations of your relationships, they're already there the time you prayed for it. And it doesn't matter. That time between amen and there it is is where the devil tries to come in with suggestion. But it doesn't matter. Because of the word of God, I can throw up my hands and say, Lord, I thank you. I know, hallelujah, what your word says. And it is mine already. And you're not sitting around waiting for it to change. You don't have to. When you get in your mind that you don't have to keep, is that my bus? Is that my bus? Is that my bus? No. Bus has already been taken care of. You don't have to do works to get the bus to come. What you have to do is secure your spirit in the word of God. That is what you have to do. And that is the only labor that you need to do. Labor to enter into the rest because now you know what the word of God says about your situation. That is the labor. That is you fighting, smacking yourself in the face, telling yourself, stop playing around. Let me get the word of God so I understand and know it's mine already. It's mine already. It was mine when I paid for it. Prayed for it, excuse me. It was mine when I prayed for it. At that time, at that moment, it doesn't matter that I don't feel feel like it's, it's any better on the inside. It doesn't matter that I didn't get the letter in the mail yet. It doesn't matter that I haven't seen them give me a new contract yet. It doesn't matter. It was mine when I paid for it. Hallelujah. It was already yours in the spirit because it's already done. When I said before there's no time in the spirit, that's what that means. That is what that means. Last week we talked about Elohim and El Shaddai. Yes, Elohim is the creator. El Shaddai rearranges the laws, recreates the laws, changes the laws, but for our behalf, but for our good. So where it would take a broken bone six weeks, it doesn't have to. It looks like a job for El Shaddai. When it is impossible, it's a job for El Shaddai. But you have to acquaint yourself with El Shaddai. When I expect money to come in, simple stuff. Lord, I thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. Lord, I thank you. You are Jehovah Gamola. You are my God of recompense, and you are my God of reward. Lord, I thank you. Right in the middle of them saying, no, I'm not going to give you. No, you're not going to have. I don't look to them for the answer. I look to the Bible for the answer, and that is my guarantee. So it causes you to do things differently. But you have to know this on the onset. That's the part about staying in the word. Yeah. We don't have downtime. This is it. This yeah. is the game. It's the game every day. Yeah. You have to know in the beginning when your feet touch the ground. Hallelujah. Yeah. I always win no matter what it looks like. And this is the reason why God says he makes everything come out right for me. Hello. He makes everything come out right. Has to start there. But you got to know that from the beginning, from the beginning. Praise and worship causes you to think about the promise. That's what it's supposed to do. I want you to hold your Bibles in your hand and say, this is my Bible. This is the promise of God. This is what I believe. I give God thanks 
for his promises. And today, I make a decision to plant these promises in my thought life. And I thank God for the promise instead of complaining about the problem. All is well with me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All is well with you, Rhema. All is well with you. Hallelujah. All is well with you. Not because it looks like all is well. Not because they said all is well. Not because you feel all is well. God said all is well. Hallelujah. All is well with you. All is well with you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It is in the word. That's all I can say. It's in the word. It's in the word. Say it over and over again. It's in the word. It's in the word. It's in the word. Yes, that's where it is for you. It is in the word. I mean, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. All right, so the prayer petition. Let's do this. Prayer petition is always based on the known will of God. And God will never say in his word and will the opposite because God and his word are the same. John 1 1. In the beginning was the word. Word was God, word is with God. That's it. In the beginning was the word. Got to stick with the word. God and his word are one. God's will is God's word. So if you want to know the will of God for your life, get the word of God so you can understand what his will is for you. He has plans of good and not of evil for you. That is the will of God. That is the will of God. He will not hurt you. He will not harm you. He will not allow harm to come to you. Um, I wanted to go to Isaiah 54. We're going to start at verse 11. In the message, please. Get all the goody of that. Because when you take the time and... Wait a minute, what's going on? Okay, there we go. When you take the time to see that, you're like, you know what? That's right. <laughs> what, what was I thinking? <laughs> Point was, you need to spend a little more time with the word. I wish you had a little more time. <laughs> yes, 54 and 11. Afflicted city, storm battered, un unpitied. I'm about to rebuild you with stones of turquoise, lay your foundations with sapphires, construct your towers with rubies, your gates with jewels, and all your walls the precious stones. All your children will have God for their teacher. What a mentor for your children. You'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble, nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Far from terror, it won't even come close. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them. Don't for a moment suppose that I sent them, because he has no plans of evil for us. I love that part. <laughs> and if any should attack, nothing will come of it. Nothing will come of it. I create the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also create the destroyer. But no weapon, Rhema, hallelujah, no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. There is nothing that anybody can come up with at any time that will ever hurt you. There is no weapon, hallelujah, that can come up and hurt you. Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. And here's the best part. Here's the promise at the end. I see to it that everything works out for the best. Yes. This is God's decree. Yes. Everything works out for the best. Everything. 
everything. God makes everything come out right for you. Everything come out right for you. It is so important for us to give life to the word of God. How do we do that? We do that by speaking it out of our mouths. I want you to go to Isaiah 55 and 11. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Not going to King James Version because I was an Amplified. And this is it, God's word. Bottom line. There we go. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Okay. So, God's word is going out. We give the word of God out. We give life to the word of God every time we speak it. It's coming out. Every time. Every time. God said that his word that we speak will not return to him without doing what he was supposed to do. His word is not going to get back to him without doing what it was sent to do. His word is not going to come back to him without doing what it was sent to do. So if you sent the word on healing, healing is completed and it makes its way back. It is not going to make his way back to him without healing being performed. When you say, I have more than enough, and you put that word out there, more than enough has to happen before it gets back to him. It's not going to come back to him without more than enough being there in your household, in your bank account, on your job, on your behalf. His word will not return into him void. It has got to do what he sent it to do. And this is how you get yourself ready. Hallelujah. These are the promises of God to steady yourself and to stable yourself so that you understand what's going on. No, God said his word will not return into him void. He said he wouldn't let me be made ashamed. He said that he would give me double for my trouble. Hallelujah. He said that he would give me restoration. Who will cry restore? I cry restore. Hallelujah. I have restoration. I speak it into my life now. That word is not going to return unto him without causing restoration. That word is not going to return unto him without causing healing. It is not, hallelujah, going to go back without doing what it was sent to do. That is your guarantee. That is your guarantee, hallelujah. When you get ready to write that petition, glory be to God, you have it already set in place. No, this is what he said. And it makes it easy for you to praise him. Praise redirects you and makes you focus on what God says instead of the problems. Praise redirects your attention for God's will for you. Then it will build your faith for you to receive a miracle in your life. Instead of you worrying, you're thanking him for the answer and the solution instead of whining about the problem. I had a uh, confessions, health healing confessions um, by Brother Copeland, and um, they were just saying that in documented health articles, um, journals of, of medicine, you know, these are in the national journals of medicine, like JAMA and things like that, and they said that they had a patient that kept coming in and saying, you know what, that just burns me up. That just burns me up. I can't stand that. That burns me up. And she came to the doctor, and she, and she says, I always have a fever. They gave her antibiotics. They ran all the blood and couldn't find out what was going on. Her fever was like, you know, all the time. She was five degrees above where she was supposed to be. And they said, you know, and, she, and so she went in there, and she said, and she says, you know what? If it's not one thing, it's another. This just burns me up. And they said, you know what? Do us a favor. Stop saying that. 
please stop saying that. This burns you up. This makes you hot. She said, well, I guess I'll do whatever, but that's what you're telling me to do, then I'll do it. Three days later, her body temperature returned to normal because she shut her mouth with regard to that. Watch what you are saying. It should only be about the word of God. All right, glory be to God. Let's go to 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God always honors his word. It's him. It's right there. He honors his word. He honors his word. 1 John 5 and 14. We got it? Yay. 5 and 14. 1 John 5, 14. Glory be to God. Oh, okay. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desired of him. And let's read that in the Amplified. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request, make any request. This is how you're writing your petition. Make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan. His own plan, we already talked about it, is his word. Hallelujah. He listens. He listens. And he hears us. He listens and he hears us. And in 15, and if since we positively know. How do we know? We just heard it in the scripture before. We just heard it. This is how we positively know. If since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, he listens to us, church, in whatever we ask. Right. I know you're looking at me like a cat that is standing in front of a new gate, like, how do I get out of here? He listens to <laughs> He listens to us. He listens. So we know, if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know yes. with settled and absolute knowledge, with settled and absolute knowledge yes. that we have granted us as our present possessions, the requests made of him. The requests made of him. So when you get the scripture about your situation and you sit down and you begin to write, these are the things that you are going to put in your petition because you are settling it in your mind and you are settling it on paper, letting everybody know, putting everybody on record, on blast, about how you know God is getting you out of that place and bringing you over into a wealthy place because his word already says it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The word is very specific and is there for us for a reason. We plead our case with him like an attorney. Write down the word of God. Find out what it says about your situation. Write it. Hallelujah. And this is our guarantee. We know that what we have of him. Why? Because the word says so. Psalm 24 and 5. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm verse 20, as soon as I can get there. Four and five. Thank you, Jesus. Come along. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and the Amplified says, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. What we're writing is a heavenly grant. It is a spiritual grant. It's already done. We will rejoice in thy salvation and in thy name, O God. We will set upon our banners, the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. 
The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. All thy petitions. Every last one of them. All thy petitions. Every one that you thought about, but more importantly, the ones that you prepared. God knows that you mean business. We've already said it. When it seems impossible, it looks impossible, it is a job for El Shaddai, but you've got to know your case. You've got to be able to state your case. 1 Samuel 1 and 13. And this talks about Hannah or Hannah, which depends on how you're saying it. But it talks about when she was, she was suffering. She was going through the business. Um, at that time, it was not unlawful to have more than one wife. And Elkanah, who was her husband, had another, another wife, and her name was Penina. And Penina was fertile myrtle and had kids all over the place. And um, poor Hannah, she, she didn't have any. And she suffered long. She, she really did suffer long. And she went every day back and forth to the temple, going back and forth. And Eli was, was, was the priest. And she, you know, she continued to pray. And in 12, it says, as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli noticed her mouth. Hannah was speaking. This is in the Amplified. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you be intoxicated? Put away your wine. But Hannah, Hannah answered, no, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink but I was pouring out my soul before the Lord. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious about this. I'm laying it all out on the table, laying it all on the altar, putting it all out there. Regard not your handmaid as a wicked woman, for out of my great complaint and bitter provocation, I have been speaking, meaning I have been going through it, Eli. Just, you're just trying to let him know. Don't give me the business. Then Eli said, well, okay, so he understood. He had to take a step back. He said, okay, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant your petition." would you have asked of him? May God grant you your petition. He told her to go ahead. Now here's the point. The woman wanted to have a baby. She didn't have the baby that she could see. She didn't have the bump that everybody could see. She didn't have any of that stuff going on. But what did he tell her before she got out of there? Baby, go home, don't you worry about it. May the God of Israel grant you your request. Rhema, get the word of God. May the God of Israel, hallelujah, grant you your request once you've taken the time. Glory be to God to get the word on the situation, to get the word on the matter. You don't have to walk around in lack. You don't have to walk around with sickness and disease. You don't have to walk around being the tail when God made you only to be the head. Hallelujah. You don't have to live like that. God has already made a way of escape for you. May the God of Israel grant you your petition, what you have asked of him. And he said, go your way. When you get that petition, write it and make it plain. God has given you everything that you already need. It is abundantly supplied. All you have to do is receive and acknowledge what he has done for you. We had a little bit of an issue this morning, a little technical difficulty in getting the sample prayer of petition out to you, and I thought I was going to hand it out on Wednesday night, but you will obviously have it on next Sunday. Um, <laughs> but the point is so that you see and understand, writing this petition, it is not just, hmm, Lord, you know my heart. That's not a prayer. Lord, you see what's going on. That's not a prayer. When you mean business, you get it out letter by letter, point by point, Scripture by scripture, Lord, I thank you for this, and these are the reasons why. And when you write them like that, you are building your confidence in the word 
of God. You are building your confidence in what was already done. You're building confidence already knowing that it belongs to you. So again, in the midst of the situation, even though it has not manifested in your five physical senses yet, it doesn't matter. It does not matter in time. That doesn't matter. What matters is once you get it out of your mouth, once you give the word of God life by speaking it out of your mouth, yeah. it is as good as yours. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 23 and 24 says it is as good as yours in the message translation. It is as good as yours. It belongs to you. I don't care what it looks like. It's as good as yours. But writing that petition makes it solid. You sign that puppy. You write the date. Be it known on this date that this is what I spoke about. This is what I prayed about. And I'm excited in knowing that it already belongs to me because of these scriptures. Father, I thank you for it now and believe that it is so in Jesus' name and through his blood. And then you go ahead and you get up and be done with it. I can actually read to you one of Brother Jerry's sample petitions. And this is his agreement. He wrote it, which we will be handing out. Um, agreement for a heavenly grant that said, be it known this day, whatever that day was, 5.55 p.m., I receive a heavenly grant in the amount of whosoever. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne boldly and present your word to you. According to John 16, 23, in the Amplified, Jesus said, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name. And Jesus said in Mark 11, 24, whatever you ask for in, pra in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. That is in the Amplified. Your word states in Luke 6, 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Therefore, in accordance to your word, I give the amount of one-tenth of my grant, and I believe I receive a tenfold return. In accordance to Matthew 18 and 18, I bind Satan and all his forces and render them helpless. They will not hinder my grant. I loose the ministering spirits according to Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, and charge them to go forth and cause my grant to come into my hands. Yeah. Jesus said that in Matthew 18, 19, again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Therefore, we set ourselves in agreement and believe it and we receive it now in Jesus' name. That was the grant. That's what he used. That's what he prayed. And you know what? He got what he wrote. This was a point of contact. He got all the scriptures that pertain to him. And what he did not do was this. Lord, did you really mean that? No, that's not what he did. When the suggestions came up that he wasn't going to get it, when the suggestions came by that it was a done deal in Satan's mind, that it would never happen, what he did was took out his grant and said, Lord, I thank you because your word says so and so and so and so, and he read through it again. He didn't repeat it like it wasn't done. Right. He was just reassuring himself yeah. with the word of God. And so when the suggestions came, he already had an acquaintance with yeah. the word, and he already knew what the word said. So then at that point, all he had to do was raise his hands unto yeah. the Father, hallelujah, and begin to praise him, which was the completion of his faith, hallelujah. And it was as good as his the day that he prayed for it, regardless of when it showed up. Sometimes it was days later, a month later, two. They had an a, a airplane engine. Their engine blew when they were coming back down. Anyway, you can, you, can land without two, you can land without two engines, but you can't take off. Well, you can't take off with, with one. Anyway, the engine to rehaul the engine was $325,000. That plane sat in Houston for months. 
And then somebody gave them a loaner, and they got that thing back to Shreveport, Louisiana. So once they got it back there, all they kept telling everybody in the office, y'all pray about the airplane, pray about the airplane, think about the airplane. Nothing was going on with the airplane. No money was coming. Nothing was going on. And they said, Lord, what, what is the problem? What is the problem with this? What, what, what's going on with this airplane? Nothing. No money for the airplane. They didn't have money for the airplane to get it fixed. So it sat. And it sat. And it sat. And Jerry took a petition and wrote down all the scriptures. And they made it big and put it in the front office. And everybody came by. They read it. And they had actual words to say about the airplane and the money needed for that airplane. 45 days after writing the petition, they had $325,000 to fix the airplane. A whole year before it was wasted for no reason at all, but once they got in the word of God, hallelujah, and put the word forth, they spoke life, hallelujah, to that situation by speaking the word of God, hallelujah, and began to praise him because they know his word is true, hallelujah. Money showed up from all sorts of places because the word is not going to get back to God without accomplishing what it was sent to do. Glory be to God. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. I don't care what it is. If it looks impossible, it is a job for else you die. If it looks impossible in the midst of the situation when it's ugly and you don't feel good and you're snotting and crying and you feel horrible, doesn't matter. Lord, I thank you. I don't know the way out yet, but Lord, I know there is a way out for me. You made a way that nobody even knew was there. But the way is made for me. Hallelujah. You make every crooked path straight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I know when my feet touch the ground in the morning. Hallelujah. That it is mine already. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.